Hello everyone, I'm Dana Stewart-Bullock and this is Transformational Therapeutics. In today's episode, I will be talking about safety and sovereignty. I will explain how I see safety and sovereignty and how they relate to power, primarily within us. Rebecca and I will talk about and give instances of situations where one may feel unsafe and powerless and describe how those are internal feelings and that to address them within yourself is the true way to safety and sovereignty. So welcome. Hi, Dana. Hi, Rebecca. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So today we're talking about safety and sovereignty. Yes. And what are the definitions of safety and sovereignty? So the word sovereign means possessing supreme or ultimate power. And a sovereign as a noun is a king or queen or something like that. But I'm not using it in that context. Mm -hmm. So it's about power. And I did a podcast on power, so that's going to come into this also today. So the origin of sovereign, and it's based on the Latin super, which means above. It's also from the old French, which means the highest or supreme chief. So that's what sovereignty means. Sovereign is, in this instance, the way I'm going to use it is internal power. Hmm. And I use it according to my definition of power, which I'll reiterate before we go further. And safe itself is an adjective, which means protected from or not exposed to danger or risk, or not likely to be harmed. And the origin of the word safe is from the Latin salvus, which means uninjured. Would you recommend listening to the power first? Yes. Okay, so if anyone's listening, if you haven't listened to episode nine on power, we definitely recommend going there first before you listen to this episode. Of course, if you decide to just listen today, that's okay too. But if you want more information, definitely go back to power. So we're talking about safety and actually power. Safety and sovereignty. And sovereignty, you know, in this definition from a dictionary, it means ultimate power. My definition of power comes from the word power, which comes from the Latin posse, which means to be able. So I'm not talking about power over others. I'm talking about an internal power which rests on ability in whatever field that you're in. Hmm. And I believe that safety is an, a natural outcome of having skill in whatever arena you're working in. Hmm. So safety and power go together in the way that I define it. When, for sure. I'm so intrigued to hear more. It almost sounds a little bit like the chicken or the egg. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they go together. Yeah. yeah. So again, I sort of look at everything anatomically and physiologically for starters. So when I think about safety and sovereignty, physiologically, when you just think about our bodies and how they function, I don't mean that someone should be sovereign over their physiology. They should be sovereign within their physiology because if your physiology is supporting you and working as it was meant to, you will have power and skill. Hmm. And power and skill within physiology means that it is working to keep you healthy. So if your immune system is not up to par and is not working against some sort of a bug, a microbe or a virus or whatever, then within that system, within the immune system itself, you aren't really safe. You're not going to be safe in your body on a purely physiological level if the immune system can't protect you. 
Because remember, safe has to do with being protected, and our immune system is our primary system for protection within us. Hmm. So that's sort of how I see it on a, almost on a cellular level. What other ways could it apply? Um, it applies psychologically. That if you're not safe in your psyche and psychologically, if you're not feeling safe, then you don't have sovereignty. You don't really have power. Mm -hmm. And in the situations in which you'd feel unsafe, you've lost your power. You don't have skill in those situations. Mm -hmm. And that could be something as simple as the example that comes to mind is road rage. I don't know why that just came, but, mm -hmm. you know, you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off or whatever and you start feeling fear, psychologically, you're not safe. You may not be physically safe. We'll get to that in a minute. So you're not really in charge. You're not powerful in that situation. Right. Could it also go the other way that if in that situation and in all the situations, if you were to develop some sovereignty in that emotion, in road rage, you could then create safety. If you were to address your fear mm -hmm. that made you feel unsafe and were able to change that, then yes, you've created sovereignty and safety. Right. And I know I'm going to back up, but I'm, I think of all the people I've treated over my lifetime, and particularly kids, or even people with, you know, herniated discs or a fracture or whatever, you are in that area, not sovereign on a physiological level. Like kids with cerebral palsy have lost their sovereignty in their physical form and in their ability to move. Mm. And I don't know if they've lost it. They may never have had it. So they're not safe. Right. They're not safe in the physical world. Right. And so I apply that sort of across the board. I watch people and dysfunctions and the way that people try to be safe. There are many different ways, but it's oftentimes in response to physiological or psychological dysfunction. So for instance, if somebody is addicted to a substance, they're not feeling safe and they've lost sovereignty over their own choices mm -hmm. and what is now the sovereign is the substance that they're addicted to. Right. And they've lost power in the face of whatever emotions drive them to that substance. Right, right. Mentally also, I mean, some people have, I mean, we all do at some point, have problems mentally, cognitively. So in each of these arenas, one can be unsafe and not have sovereignty. And I really look at it on that basic level. Not sovereignty over others, but within ourselves. Right. It's so interesting. It, it does apply to everything. I'm just all the different examples in my own life are coming up and just thinking about different ways that when one is not there, the other isn't or vice versa. And I think in some of my coping skills or even a lot of the things that we talk about in this podcast of ways to generate one also generates the other. Um, one example that comes to mind for me is uh, PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. When you are suffering from that, there's oftentimes a hyper alertness and an underlying terror, and you don't know when that's going to rise up. So you're really not safe in your own brain and in your own body. And so you're not sovereign. You can't be in that situation. For sure. Do you have a way to create? safety and or sovereignty 
using transformational therapeutics? Well, once again, I go back to the language. And I'm always asking for the why behind the why. And so let's think physically. I mean, because I am a physical therapist and I've spent so many years working on patients, most of the patients that come to me are feeling unsafe in some area of their being or their body. And by actually doing the treatments that I do, the manual therapy, it on some level restores safety and sovereignty or power within the area that they were facing dysfunction. Right. I think all of us could relate to that, that if you get through an injury or a sickness, you went from feeling very unsafe or powerless to then feeling restored in that. And again, the way that I see it is that the body is talking to me. And so in that instance, I will address the body physically because someone comes to me with a physical dysfunction. If someone comes with something that's more psychologically oriented, we can deal with it that way. I really like how these two things are linked. And I think it's a huge key to this. The fact that these two are linked, does that give you a new way of seeing when one is out of balance? For, for example, like it gives you more opportunity to be aware of your lack of safety and or sovereignty because they are linked, which then could initiate using methods to bring that back to balance. And I think, I think that's really important, Rebecca, that the two are totally linked. You can't separate them. What comes to mind is the world today just the world that we're in with the whole thing with COVID and lockdowns and vaccines and masks and safety and sovereignty have been combined. I mean, they are combined and they have come to the fore right now and people are confronting this situation all the time. And so we're being told by the powers that be that to be safe or to be sovereign, you have to do A, B and C. And we're also, from a sovereign standpoint, the people in power are imposing certain restrictions that they are saying make us safe, but we may not feel that. So there's all of this swirling around right now in the culture. And there are people who feel that their bodies are sovereign and safe in terms of the vaccine or the disease itself and masks and mandates. And then there are those who don't. And that is the fundamental divide that we're all dealing with Mm. right now. For sure. It's so funny. It's power struggle between people within families, but also power struggle between people and the government. It's on every level up for discussion right now. For sure. And up for examination. Well, it's it's helpful to see those two things linked, at least for me, looking at the discord and the disconnection everywhere. If I if I remember that someone that I'm feeling disconnected to might not be feeling safe or might not be experiencing sovereignty that gives me information to take it down a notch and relate on a different level. But then what about within your own self, within your own body and your own experience? For example, knowing that these two things are linked and that if one is out of balance, then chances are the other is too. It seems like this gives me information that I can use as a tool to help me notice it more. I have more information to help me notice. So now the next time that I feel unsafe, I can also then question, am I not feeling sovereignty within myself right now? And is there something I can do to correct either of those? Um, or vice versa, am I feeling a lack of sovereignty in my within myself right now? And then I can look and see, am I feeling unsafe somewhere? 
So can I bring up a personal example? Please. You sure? Yes. <laughs> so you got COVID. Did you feel safe and sovereign inside of your body with the symptoms that you had before you knew? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I... How did you feel? Uh, at that time, I felt... Well, initially, the first time I felt a twinge in my throat, I was scared of, uh-oh, is this COVID? Okay. And immediately... So you weren't safe right, right there. And right. you weren't safe because of the information that was out there about COVID. Mm -hmm. So right there, fear got you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what happened when you actually got sick? Yeah. What did you feel? Physically? Mm-hmm. Um, did you feel safe and sovereign in your body? No. Right. And so there's a lot of fear that comes up. And the fear is, in this instance, the fear is multiplied by what's happening outside of us. But inherently, in your body, feeling sick makes you feel unsafe. Sure. And without power. Right. And that influences what you do next in terms of your choice of treatment or not treatment or whatever. Yeah. But that's just a physiological example. Right. And then you put on top of it the culture and what's happening in the pandemic, it increases the impact of it. For sure. And influences what you choose to do about it. Yeah. So now knowing that these two terms are linked, to me, I feel like I have more information now, which is the essence of this model, right? <laughs> is that through language, we have more information, which then gives us more power, more choice, more availability to to heal. And so for me, I feel like knowing that these two terms are linked, I have more information available to me to see opportunities to heal myself. So I can notice more, maybe, maybe my lack of safety jumps out at me because I'm feeling afraid. And then I'm really aware of the the fear, but I'm not even aware of the lack of sovereignty. But knowing that these two are linked, now I can look and see, oh, wow, I'm actually feeling afraid because I'm feeling a lack of sovereignty right now. And I can do something about, I can change one or the other. And I would say that you're not feeling fear because of a lack of sovereignty. I would say that the feeling of fear creates a feeling of lack of sovereignty mm. and lack of power. Right. And the two then become really intertwined, aside from sickness. But if you're in a situation, for instance, if you get arrested and you're put in prison, you have a literal lack of sovereignty there, which can then cause the fear. So it really is dependent on the actual situation. For sure. I'll give you a, what may be a ridiculous example. So we're in a conversation and you're not feeling safe or sovereign. You could say to me, I perceive right now that I am not safe. And I could say to you, well, why do you perceive that? And we could go back and forth. And in articulating and talking about it, it changes your state and changes your ability in the face of that lack of safety. Mm. Yeah. It so changes your interpretation. It changes your perception of it. And in changing the perception of it, you then change the actual outcome of it. Right. So the, the antidote to lack of safety and sovereignty is information. Yeah. But also changing your perception. That information will give you a change in perception. I had a friend of mine call me the other night, and she was very upset about something that happened. And we just talked, and I saw it differently. And at the end of the conversation, she said, oh, I feel totally better. Mm. That's how the body works. When you can change your perception, the perceptions are so attached to our emotional systems, then you can change the emotion. Yes, yes. And you can change the state, which she felt unsafe and not sovereign by the end of the conversation she felt safer and more sovereign or powerful in her in the situation right right 
So I've been, I've had a fear of dogs my whole life. And it was all from when I was a kid, a pack of dogs were running towards me when I was little, little. They were barking and running towards me. And ever since, that has been the thing that I'm afraid of, of dogs barking and running towards me. And I did not have information. To me, I thought that that meant they were coming to attack me. And I thought that they, by me being afraid, it would make it worse. So I became very afraid of my fear. And the fear would create a lack of safety within myself. But uh, the last few years, I've gotten information and learned that a dog running towards you doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to attack you. And it also, if they smell your fear, it also doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to attack you. That they might just smell your fear and that's what it is. So having the information has given me sovereignty in the fear. And so now the fear still comes, but I feel more powerful in it. And does it change your action if a dog comes running toward yes. you? Yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Before, I didn't know how to respond. Now I have information. I know how to respond. And the fear is there, and it kind of flows through me, and it's getting less each time. Right, because over time, with experience, it will reduce mm. as, as you gain success. That conditioning that happened to you very young, and that's a primitive part of your brain, you're rewiring it by re-experiencing it in a different way each time you have a dog near you. Right. So over time, that rewiring will happen, and you'll, you will not be afraid because you will have the information of what to do in the right. face of a dog running. What are the main points to really walk away with from this episode? The main points are that safety and sovereignty go together. And that sovereignty is about power. And my definition of power is just to be able. So when you talk, I'm sorry, I'm going to refer back. When you talk about the dogs, you had a lack of ability. in the, Actually, in the face of your fear, not in the face of the dog. Mm -hmm. In the face of your fear, you did not have an ability to function in that situation. By gaining information about your fear you were then able to start changing it and change the outcome when you're in contact with a dog. Right. Back to safety and sovereignty. Not feeling safe makes you powerless or less powerful. You don't have power. You don't have an ability because lack of safety freezes us. And narrowing the definition down or simplifying it, that if I'm fearful, I'm not safe, and if I'm not safe, I'm not sovereign or I'm not powerful, I'm not full of power, which means I'm not full of ability in this situation. Right. So how do I get ability in this situation? Mm. And I can go ask people or research it or something and then go back. And the lack of ability can be... It can be physiological, it can be mental, it can be emotional, right. it can be physical... Oftentimes, the lack of ability is the lack of experience and success in whatever it is you're having a hard time with. Mm -hmm. Whatever brings up the fear means you have not learned to be able in the face of that fear. Mm. We are not fighting that. We're fighting what's in us. We're mm. trying to change. You know, I'm afraid. I'm not afraid of the horses. I'm, I'm my fear. I'm fighting my fear, not the horses or whatever. Not, you're not fighting the dog. You're actually fighting to change the wiring that was conditioned in you very young. Mm. So it's not about dogs. Right. It's about fighting the fear. Right. And it's between you and you. It has nothing to do with... The dogs are an opportunity for you to learn. Right. And change your brain. That's what the dogs are. I'm like, oh my God, I got an opportunity. Look, 
they're teachers. <laughs> yes. You have to read that book too. That'll help you. I know, that's what I was yeah, thinking. It really will. But I mean, that's how I see the world. So when I have a fear, I look at the situation and my fear is my lack of power within that situation. It's between me and me. The situation is just allowing me to see the fear and address it and to change my own physiology. Yes. That's how I see everything. So transformational to grab to grasp that concept. This has been fantastic, Dana. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to share it with three people that you know would benefit. If you know three people who are struggling with feeling a lack of safety or dealing with some fear or uncertainty, send them this episode. It could be something that could be really helpful for them. Send it via text, email, social media, grab the link and send it to three people. 